Thanks, Bubba. Appreciate it. Tonight, Preds in Vegas. Nine o'clock puck drop. I'll pregame for you at eight. Everything heard right here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe alongside Teresa Walker, Associated Press. Been doing it a long time. She also gets the first question at every Mike Vrabel press conference. And that first question yesterday was, hey, Mike, who's going to be your uh, quarterback on Sunday? And he said, you know what? We're going to talk about it tonight and let the team know tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is today. Teresa, how you doing? And how do you think it's going to play out? I'll tell you, Darren, I could make a case for both at this point, but uh, I, I, I come back to this. One quarterback is being paid $20.9 million this year, uh, and is still with his original team that, that took him at number two overall in 2015. And then the other quarterback is being paid $1.75 million on a one-year deal, and you traded for him from the Miami Dolphins, who, you know, they gave up on him after seven years. So, um, yeah. I tell you, I, I, it's going to be very interesting to see how they make this choice because here's the thing. For all the fans who are wanting them to go ahead and go to Ten Hill, I've seen enough, go on. Well, do you, you know, this, that isn't just simply making a quarterback change. It's not the guarantee that you're going to have Kyle Allen going 4 0. It's not Teddy Bridgewater, guys, who, you know, the only reason the Saints let him go is because of a horrific knee injury. And, you know, they just got tired of waiting for him to heal up. And, you know, it looks like the Saints absolutely got a bargain in him. So, you know, the challenge is this you, you don't know what you're getting. You know, uh, let's not forget on Sunday, Marcus Mariota was sacked three times. And, you know, guess who was sacked more than that in much more limited time? So this isn't an easy decision. And, uh, you know, if you make this decision, you're, this, this puts the Titans squarely in the quarterback market come next spring. And while everyone's just assuming that, oh, we'll get that next quarterback, this is the third different quarterback the Titans have taken within the first eight picks since the 2006 draft. And if that would mean they're looking for a fourth. So obviously it's not that easy. No, it's not that easy. I, I guess I understand both sides of the fence. I do. Chase and I are both on the side of the fence of why not just see what you have in Tannehill? I mean, yeah, we have the body of work in Miami, but we don't know. We have no clue what it looks like here. I mean, we all Behind know. Behind the line, we, it's given up 29 sacks, most in the league. Yeah, I mean, it, it may and it may look exactly the same, but wouldn't it be nice for all of us to come away next Monday and go, well, doesn't matter, eight, 17, pick a number. It's all going to look the same with this offensive line. I'd, I'd at least like to have that conversation rather than us just assuming that he's going to look exactly like he did in Miami his entire career. I said this. Was I blown away by Tannehill on Sunday? No, they didn't score any points. Um, nothing really changed. He got sacked four times. Uh, it looked a little – to me, it looked a little better because of – he looked like he, he knew what he was doing. He looked like – he was decisive. He looked like he knew where he was going. He had a plan. He looked like he was kind of, you know, he was scanning the field. He was going through progressions. That's what it looked like through my eyes. What did it look like through your eyes? Well, he was going up a, de- a defense that was playing prevent defense. They didn't produce any points. And, in fact, uh, you know, couldn't convert on one fourth down, had an interception on another fourth down when they were trying to get into the end zone. So, uh, on that scale, I kind of have to – rated essentially the same as Mariota's because, you know, what looks better on paper? Well, he threw for more yards. 
the offense did go down the field a bit more. But again, against a defense that was, you know, protecting the end zone and protecting a big lead at that point. So, uh, you know, take take that grade with a bit of an asterisk is all I'm saying. And, you know, I, I've been accused of being a Mariota apologist because I've seen some good things. I mean, you know, yes, this offense is not good. Uh, they've struggled. I mean, when you look at the fact that only Cincinnati and Miami – uh, and, and there was one other team that have scored fewer points than, than the Titans through at least five games. That's not a good figure, uh, especially considering that uh, Cincinnati, Washington, and Miami, all those teams have one win combined between them. You know, uh, this is the problem, though. You've got a – Matt LaFleur is now the, the coach of the Green Bay Packers. He looks like he knows what he's doing. The difference is he's got a guy named Aaron Rodgers. You know, the problem with the Titans, it feels like they're paying the tab for, you know, going with a first-time offensive coordinator. And, you know, LaFleur had not called a play in the NFL before last season. So, um, you know, yes, he was coordinator the year before with the Rams, but it was Sean McVay calling all those plays. This year, Arthur Smith, as much as everybody likes him, players raved about him all offseason and, pre, you know, the preseason, they love him. Well, this is his first time calling plays. You know, and, you know, his preseason, you know, there were some weather issues. He ends up calling uh, plays from the sideline, and it's like he likes that. Maybe it's time for him to go up to the booth and, and see how that works. But, you know, guys, it just feels like this offense is pay- paying a price, and the quarterback particularly, for the investment in first-time offensive coordinators. Do you feel like the offensive line slash offense can be fixed this season? Well, the players in that locker room say it is. Uh, Corey Davis yesterday said it's self-inflicted wounds. We saw them put up some good points. Now, uh, you know, we're going to take it with an asterisk, the Cleveland game, and obviously uh, Atlanta, because we saw what, shoot, we see what everybody else is doing to the Atlanta uh, Falcons. But uh, Delaney Walker, it's all fixable. You know, a lot of talk about how guys need to look themselves in the mirror. And what that tells me is there's a lot of people who could be doing their jobs better. Uh, but it's the nature of the NFL that the quarterback, coordinator, the head coach are the ones who take the brunt of the blame. Teresa Walker here with us from the AP, and, and I want to get your thoughts on Delaney Walker's comments on Twitter, uh, the team putting out about the you know the quarterback decision, and then he commented uh, saying, why you got to put that out there? What did you make of that? Well, uh, you know, who likes having business put out in, in public, but uh, the fact of the matter is it's the NFL. It's a $15 billion a year, last time I checked, uh, industry. And, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans have gone all in on trying to put out their own news. You know, when they hired Jimmy Wyatt, he was just the first of many that they've added to that, you know, to helping promote their, their story and their team. So, you know, sometimes you, you might think that's a story you stay away from, but they, they put it out there. I mean, everybody else is talking about it. And, yes, Tanny uh, Hill, Mariota, it's very clear. Why? Because Mike Vrabel said yesterday that they were going to decide by today who's going to be their starter on Sunday. So, you know, that, that's what they're into. You know, Delaney may not like it. But uh, guess what? That, it's not telling any secrets out of school to, to put that on social media from the team. Do you feel like there's been a difference with him this year? I mean, he's not being used as, he, as much as he has in the past. And, you know, he's always been outspoken. He's always been the one that we all as media go to because we know he's going he's gonna to say something. But I've, I definitely feel like he's, he's showing more frustration than he has in the past. What, Chase? The fact that he said so many times, that's a question for the coach, that's a question for the coach, I'm just a tight end, I'm just a tight end. Yes, we've heard that an awful lot, and it does feel like he's frustrated. But you know what? They're 2-4, and four, 
And while he is tied, I think, for the league, uh, for the team leading catches with 21, you know, let's face it, this, it feels like he's just not been used the way he had in the past. Now, part of that, you would say, is because, well, Adam Humphreys, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, but, you know, when the offense is not working, there's not enough catches for anybody. So, you know, one way to, to, to help fix this would be, and Delaney Walker said, he has to be better as well. So, um, you know, these guys need to go out there, make the catches when the ball comes to them, and, and you know, help, help move this offense down the field. Darren said yesterday that the offense, you know, looks predictable at times. And whether that's the personnel or that's the play calling, you know, I, I think it's probably a combination of the two. Arthur Smith through six games, what's your evaluation? Very incomplete. I mean, guys, I can't be the only one who se- who sees on third down when Deion Lewis goes out there that they're probably going to throw a little short Holy pass. Holy crap, right? scrap that play. Please, for the I, love I, of football, please scrap that play. It's not exactly, working. Exactly, Darren. If we can see this, the, the guys who are paid to study film ad nauseum can certainly see this. So it's time to change up that offense do some things differently. Now, they've had moments. You know, the pass to open the Colts game, 26-yarder, it was a fast read, fast throw, big hit, and what happens? Penalty on Taylor Lewan pulls it back, and they start going backwards, and then the whole thing goes in the tank. So we've seen some stuff from Arthur Smith play calling to get this offense going, and then they hurt themselves. And I, and I go back again to what Corey Davis said, self-inflicted wounds. So, you know, it's and, and I heard an awful lot in that locker room. It sounds like if guys, guys seem to feel that if they're working harder, studying harder, and that's the thing. You know, the, the misconception about the NFL is that, you know, they go practice and, you know, they, they, they do this. You should be studying to be effective and to do your job the way you're being paid in this league. You, you need to be studying film on Monday night while you're recovering from the game, Tuesday, which is technically your off day, although how many times do you see these guys out making appearances, et cetera? Wednesday night when you're not in meetings, it, it, you have to do all the hard work. That's what makes Kevin Byard one of the best at his position because he's one of those guys who's doing that extra work. Uh, you know, so it, you can look at that offense and say that, you know, we can't, I don't think we can judge Arthur Smith's offense for this reason. It's tough to see exactly what he could do. You know, that first half against Atlanta was really nice. I think everybody liked that. Problem is, it's such a short sample size. They need to do more. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, Mike Vrabel has been supportive of of his players, of his coaches. I know last week he was asked about Keith Carter, the offensive line coach, and he showed his support. At what point, though, do you think if if this continues, if this trend continues, is he going to have to make a decision and, and a tough decision that he doesn't want to make and maybe make some sort of change to spark something other than the quarterback? Well, Chase, exactly. I mean, you know, that whole thing, even though Mike Vrabel said last week that the, the, the players know who to block, to me that's an endorsement of Keith Carter doing his job, making it very clear what they're supposed to be doing. And, and Roger Saffold last Monday made it very clear that he's struggling to adjust to this offense, to a, a mobile quarterback, and this isn't what he had played in for so much of his career. And he's having, you know, he's given up a couple games with a couple sacks a guy who had given up a sack in a season before. So, you know, he made it clear he's part of the problem. Taylor Juan has said he needs to be better. So, but they're the guys who are getting very big paychecks. And those guys, it's, as much as fans want to see something different, it's easier to change out coaches in the end than it is players. Well, I got news from Mike Vrabel. If it's not his coach or his coaches and it's all the players, then really he's saying something about the general manager because the general manager made some bad signings and overpaid for an offensive line that gets paid a ton of money, 
a ton. Look at their offensive line and look what it makes. And if he's saying this is all on the players, that they, you know, they're not doing their job, then this is also an indictment on the general manager because mm-hmm. they had no business being signed. By the way, Ben Jones just got a new contract before they started, what, sometime in camp. They got a new yeah. contract. So, you know, either way, I got news for him. Somebody has to take the blame. And if he's willing to look the other way and say it's not his coach or coaches, then he's directly saying the general manager didn't have some good signings too. Whether he wants to say that or not, that's I what I want to hear from the general manager. But- well, hey, Chase and Darren, let's not forget, Rogers Affold was pretty much considered the top guard on the free agent market back in March. And what did we all say a few months ago that they had to fix? Guard. You know, they did. They changed out Quentin Spain, Josh Klein, invested a high draft pick in, in the third round in Nate Davis, who's now made two starts. And he also was uh, Roger Saffold. So at a certain point, it, the expectation is on the player to, to play, to, to, to earn the paycheck. So, but you're right, you know, John Robinson, at a certain point, the, the finger's going to start pointing to him, uh, particularly if they are having to figure out who their next quarterback is this next offseason. Appreciate the visit, as always, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Darren and Chase. All right, that is true. Lisa Walker, Associated Press, does a great job. Or AP has been doing it for a long time. We'll come back and discuss some of the things we just talked about. Go a little bit more in depth on what we talked about for a bulk of yesterday's show. We do that next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025 The Game.